Hello and welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Woo! Hello and welcome to Kamujuto episode. What is this? One sixteen. Episode one sixteen. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I'm a geek. Cho- <laughs> I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Joe Blow Tetris. <laughs> there I am. I meant to say another, another J name, actually, <laughs> but I totally mis- messed it up. That's okay. I was impressed that you even had one. I couldn't even I couldn't Listen, even internet, talk. we are my sitting here are. laughing <laughs> about the song... Of well, probably the song of the summer from a year or two ago, <laughs> Panda by Designer. That's right, Designer. Oh my god, it was a while ago. Oh my god, he was born in 1997. <laughs> 1997. It was a while ago we recorded oh of this very show, and we talked a lot. Uh, we talked at length about Designer, and we're back doing the exact same thing. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, time is a flat circle. And <laughs> nothing new under the sun. And we're talking about Designer. We're you're just laughing at like. <laughs> This dude in the song, he basically says, it sounds like he says, why does this look like a panda? Why does this look like a panda? <laughs> I, I think we were laughing about this exact same thing. I'm pretty thing sure it was this exact same thing. And so I'm I'm saying, I want to put him in a situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me, tell him tell him about the scenario, like I wanna, theory. I want to put him in a situation where there's a gentleman going to, and the gentleman is designer. Uh-huh. And he's, he's seeing his doctor, his primary care physician. Right. And he's pulling up his shirt a little bit and, and he's <laughs> looking at like a mole or a marking and he's looking at his doctor fully sincere and asks him why does this look like a panda like is this bad Woo! you know if you have a birthmark or a mole or something yeah then oh that's that's where my God. <laughs> that's where my mind was at yeah and, and the doctor says you need to get rid of that son or else you're gonna do the zombie walk <laughs> designer Oh my God, Dizolo! That yeah. is so funny. Anyway, this whole thing is to say, designer, come back to us, man. It's been a little while. I think it was 2016. He signed with Good Music, and we never heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you couldn't already tell, this is Comic Book Junto, your friendly neighborhood <laughs> geek culture philosophy podcast, and where we are breaking down. <laughs> The mystery of designer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Timmy Turner himself. Man, it's Timmy so Turner. funny. Like, imagine, like, he's like, do you have any other things that remind, that, that any other markings? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've got them all over the place. And he's pointing, he's like, panda, 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 panda. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pointing, he's like, everywhere I look. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. The doctor points, like pokes it, and he's like, <laughs> he's saying, "Yeah, like this one looks like one too." Oh, you mean this one too? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. And the other thing is, really, the other thing is, designer looks like Bugs Bunny. Is the other thing? Wait, no, future. You said future looks like Bugs Bunny. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that what you said? No, I meant what. Well, what I meant to say. What I meant to say is designer. 
reminds me of Bugs Bunny. He reminds you or he looks like it? Well, he has the same kind of like height. His Like his leg <laughs> oh, to torso <laughs> ratio reminds me of Bugs Bunny. Leg and to the, torso ratio. Yeah. It, <laughs> and <laughs> I get, but I see it though. Like yeah. I see it. And he's Mad got the, long legs, the torso just... Yeah, and it, I'll sack. use the word like to, to make it obvious, but he's he's animated in the same way. He has mm-hmm. that energy, like Bugs yeah. Bunny. When Bugs Bunny is doing wild stuff to uh, uh, Elmer Fudd, oh. that's designer in my mind. Mm-mm-mm. What are we doing? Comic book Junto is what we are doing. Internet, welcome. We welcome you back <laughs> into our personal <laughs> joke cracking and nonsense talking about pop culture and more specifically geek culture. We got a few things Designer to talk about. Designer is 22. Well, I mean, 22 look, years old. Get that money. Get the bag. You know? Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, any number of things. It's a slow week, folks. Right. I feel so like we had last to start week, off with... <laughs> I feel like last week was jam-packed. It was like multiple weeks worth of content. Mm. And here we are again doing weekly episodes, not waiting. We're riding the oh, wave. We <laughs> can't play that long talking because I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to get distracted when I hear uh, ad libs. So we have we have only so many things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, it's Wednesday. Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you as well. Um, <laughs> Scoochie. Scoochie is here as well. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're talking about comments. our pool list now. Let's let's take a so look. So internet. That. Let's get that audio. Let's get that radio content. Yeah. There it is. Brown bag day. Brown bag day. Where is your brown bag? I noticed that you had a plastic bag today to protect what was in the brown bag. Sure enough. Was it raining when you bought your comics? Well, you lent me some Batman comics and you gave them to me in a plastic bag. Oh, that's right. That was me. So I returned them back <laughs> in a plastic bag. That uh, was me. However, you 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 may have the brown bag mm-hmm. if it. If it suits you. I get the bag. I get the brown bag. All right. Speaking of Scoochie. Sure. There's a song called Brown Paper Bag. Is there? You know, hold on. By whom? Let me pull it up. Give me you, give me a give me a taste. By whom? Who who makes brown paper who makes brown paper bag? <laughs> who does number two work for? <laughs> you never heard brown paper bag? Uh, maybe I have. DJ Kelly. Oh, we the best. Of course. Nigga, we the best. Okay. That brown paper bag money. Paper I see. Bag. Yeah, we gotta. We Why gotta, don't we use this? Why don't we use this? It, it's becoming obvious that we need to use this. This is like the theme into our. Uh, we should. Happy yeah, well, yeah. We got it. We we internet. Thank you. You just helped us. Wow. That's for you. You went on this journey with us. Brown paper bag. Hmm. Hmm. That's we funny. Out. Apparently, Migos has a brown paper bag. So oh yeah, too. I got that for you too. Bag. Hey. 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 Yeah, that's Migos, all right. <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics right now, and it says, smash, comma, dad, comma. Smash, smash dad? Smash dad. <laughs> Wait. She called Wait. me dad. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> smash dad? <laughs> the sequel is Super Smash Dad Flexing on purpose <laughs> Instead of by mistake Flexing by mistake <laughs> Offset 
Flex by mistake. Oops. <laughs> Flexed on him. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. All right. That's funny. Brown paper bag. Blah. We will uh, do something with that music. Yeah. Get it queued up to introduce Brown Bag Day in the future. Yes. However, yes. we here now. Yes. We out here. What did you get from the comic store? Uh, I purchased only three comics because last week I, b- I bought far too many comics. Mm-hmm. And I still have books that I haven't read from last week. So have you ever read all the books that you buy? Yeah, sometimes I do. Rarely. Sometimes I do. And I I can tell uh, by the amount of books that I read on the day I bought them. Mm -hmm. If I have a day, a Wednesday, in which I can sit down and read one or two books, I'm going to finish them all that week. It's just how it is. Mm -hmm. If I don't read any books on that day, nope. It'll be two weeks before I even get to them. It's just how that... Is is it the same for you? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Like you, you said, hey, you have two brown bags today. And I said, yeah, these are all the books that I haven't read over the past month mm-hmm. <laughs> that are in this bag. Because, mm-hmm. of course, first thing I read is House of X or Powers of Ten. That's where it is right off now. Off top. Priority. And then I'm catching up on Batman. Yeah. You know, so I can get up to, what is it, City of Bane, Night of Bane? Uh, City of Bane. City of Bane is is what's running now. There are only 85 issues in Tom King's run before he spins off and he does Batman and Catwoman mm-hmm. and finishes his arc which was supposed to be 100 issues. Mm-hmm. And I think we're on 78 or 79, something like Some, that. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, uh, the aforementioned House of X number four. That's mm-hmm. first on my list. Mm-hmm. I picked up uh, a new number one from Boom, Something is Killing the Children. Mm-hmm. That name is provocative. Sure enough. I like that. It is. <clears throat> uh, James Tinian or Tinian. Tinian. Uh, and, uh, I'm excited about that. This looks cool. And, uh, I, uh, I picked up the next installment of a, a book I've liked recently called Die. Die number seven. Kieran Gellin and, um, uh, a couple of other folks made this great book about kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of thing. It's really cool. It's yeah. really weird. I like it. Yeah. This is one of those books where at the very end of the comic, Kieran Gillen writes a lot like you look at all this text, writes yeah. a lot yeah. about his creative process. I love that. I think that's very cool. So die, check it out. What I got? got three books. I got something is killing the churn. Mm. I have that also. <laughs> uh-huh. I got another book called Everything. It's uh-huh. not really called Everything. It's called Everything. Uh-huh. Um, the ex the explanation I got from this is imagine a store that has everything, but it's kind of Twin Peaks ish in its tone. Okay. <clears throat> so I don't know what that means, but I could see how that could be a bad thing. Like when you make a wish and the genie kind of flips the logic, mm-hmm. you know, I want mm-hmm. a store that has everything. Yeah. And you walk into that store and it has war crimes in it. You're like, oh, oh I should have been more specific. I yeah. didn't want these. Yeah. It's full of all of your worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, this uh, I, I picked up uh, a new number one. You picked up something killing the children. So we have some new stuff to check out today. And I also got um, <clears throat> I also got House of X uh, number four. Let's talk well. about House of X number four. Let's talk about it. Every week so far for the past couple of weeks, we've been discussing Jonathan Hickman's current run on the X Men. It is in a, a mini series. It's going to be twelve issues. Six of those are called House of X. Six yep. of those are called Powers of Ten. Yep. And today we're discussing House of X number four. If you haven't read it, we will spoil it. Yes. In this particular issue, trust me, you don't want it spoiled. Yeah. You really don't. Not this one. More than any other, you don't want it spoiled. 
This one was good. So let's just hop over that wall and then three. I'm gonna two. just blow it up. Go ahead. Three, two, one, it's your fault. It's your fault. If you're here now, you just saw and heard that giant explosion. If you're here because you want to be here. Hello from the other side of the spoiler wall. Mm. Uh this book, man. Talk this, about it. This book. Um, Wait, there's an artist named Brown Paper Bag? What? There's an artist named Brown Paper Bag. Philadelphia has an artist named Box Brown. So yeah, I know about that. Reasonable. I okay. Like. Anyway, let's get off the Brown Paper Bag and focus. Uh, yeah. Focus, Adam. This is Goodness this is gracious. House of X. This is a, a a direct continuation of last week's mm-hmm. House of X number mm-hmm. three. So uh, odd numbering. Now we have two houses in a row, and prior to that we had two powers in a row. Yeah. And so we we do get the the immediate result of where we left off last time. Where we left off last time, uh, a select group of X Men were flying out to outer space, and right. they were going to stop the mother mold Mm. from being turned online because the mother mold you see can create a master mold and a master mold you see can create infinite sentinels or what have you. They need that to not happen. And um, this team goes up and they're going to infiltrate Orcus, this space station, and they're going to stop the mother mold from being created or turned on and their ship gets blowed up. Oh God. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's where we are right now. We pick up immediately after with uh, Xavier and Magneto and, and Storm and Hank McCoy and a couple of other X-Men. And they are going to begin communicating with that team in outer space. Yeah. Where's your head at when you're reading this? What What is it like for you to read this comic? It's really exciting. Yeah. You know, because after all that talking, all that buildup, all that explaining that Jonathan Hickman has done, he now has me at. Two action, two books packed with action in a row, but I have a lot of context as to why it's happening and what it means. Yeah. The intention is clear on both sides. What the people who are trying to get this mother mold online, I know what they want. The intention of the X-Men is clear. Yeah. I know what they want. You know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, they both from different ends of the spectrum, spec from Different ends of the perspective. They kind of want the same thing. What's the word I'm looking for? Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. Different ends of the spectrum. Speculum. Are, fi- <laughs> are fighting for their lives and their livelihood. Yeah. And their their ability to exist, their existence. Both sides feel like, if I don't kill you, you're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? It's survival of a species, you know? Yes. It's not just like mano a mano, but oh, no. it's all of humanity saying we cannot be overrun by mutants, and it's mutants saying enough of this shit. And it, honestly, this this one starts out with that graph. This was powerful, just reading this this like list of events yeah. of human mutant crimes. And, listen, and the man, header at the top, look at what they've done. I cannot get over... Again, where all of this comes from, mm. you know, what mutants you represent initially oh, yeah. <clears throat> black folk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it being, certainly makes the humans oppressed. way less sympathetic when you frame it like that. I have a hard time seeing it from the human's perspective. Yeah. But I mean, even in the way that it's being framed here, like look at what they've done as a black person. You're like Eric Gardner, mm-hmm. Sandra, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can go down the lit, like. You can go from slavery, you can go from Jim Crow, you can go to sicking dogs on people and fire hydrants and segregated schools. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we as black folk have a list like this. Yeah. 
you know? Right, right. So when I look at this, I'm like, yeah. And the thought process is, what if at one point it's like, you know what, man? Like, Logan keeps making the point, like, look, Slim. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's a point he says in this book, he's like, I'll find, try to find it real quick. He's like, there's, there's no getting around this thing. Like this, this ain't, this ain't patty cake. Like yeah. they're trying to kill us. And if we don't go ahead and do this, there ain't no other way Yeah. than to go out there and just go ham sandwich. And it's like, man, you can do stuff like this in comics. You know, and create this, create these stakes and create this circumstance and lay this whole world out where it's like, oh man, look at all these things that mutants have done to try to segregate themselves, to try to work with them. Like, and if you think about Moira as like our ancestors, Mm -hmm. just year after year after year, lifetime after lifetime Mm. after lifetime, Mm. passing down and passing down and passing down. Here's how to overcome, baby. Here's how to do it. Here's what you got to do. You know what you got to do? You just got to work with them. That won't work. Okay, you got to protest them. Okay, mm-hmm. that won't work. You know what you got to do? You got to be smarter than them. You got to be twice as smart to get half as much. Okay, that won't work. You know what I'm saying? You know what's interesting about this is I, I think there have been some recent run, recent stories uh, about the X-Men that have tried to emulate that and I don't think they were really effective in doing so. Mm-hmm. And it would be things that were really uh, terrestrial. It would be like um, a person beats the crap out of a mutant and somebody catches it on their cell phone mm-hmm. and there's like a cop nearby and he's not doing anything. And it's it's very clear that the people telling the story uh, of, of whatever comic that would be are, are trying to say like, do you see the similarities? Mm. Do you see how reality is similar to this fantasy world? Is it informing you about anything? Right. And I don't think that's always succeeded. I think that that was partly the, uh, the underlying theme of X-Men red Mm -hmm. and, um, and some of the other X-Men like color books that came out before they all ended. And this happened. I don't know if they were all like hitting it because it seemed like it was only copying these specific moments. Whereas this this story that Hickman is telling, the heartbreak is the endurance that that the X Men have had. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the longevity. It's the history. It's yeah. the scope. Yeah. It's like no. It's not just I got my my ass beat and somebody recorded it and no one helped me. It's my ancestors. This happened to them too. Mm-hmm. This this continues to happen to us, mm-hmm. and we have the numbers right here. Like yeah, the the numbers. This is. This is wild because they say, you know, in Genosha, 16.5 million were killed. And the decimation, which they uh, account to Wanda Maximoff, mm-hmm. and what the they call pretender. Her? Yeah. Curious about that. That's kind of loaded. Yeah. Uh, and, but but uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it through the perspective of black folks. If, that, if they, they're oh, black yeah. people. Oh, it's yeah. It's like. Like you or trade. How many did we lose on the ships? You know, coming over to America. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it. it doesn't seem or very even different. or even like. I, I mean, I'm not saying that they're saying this. I'm just processing through my brain. Like the pretender is like almost similar to calling her house nigger. Like mm. somebody who's like was one of us, but somehow like 
has flipped mm-hmm. or somehow is working on the behalf of master or the slave owner or yeah. like the people who are trying to enslave us. Yeah. Not saying that that literally lines up one for one. But that's how it's hitting you. But it's kind of like okay. someone who was and should be with us, but then turned against us. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It could also be taken literally, uh, I, I suspect, because um, some years ago there was a, an arc called Axis. And in Axis, oh, there was this revelation in which Wanda was not actually related to Magneto. And I don't know if that's stuck or if maybe that's been retconned immediately. Who knows what Hickman's doing here? Either way. Uh, so look, this is a continuation of, of what we had last time, which was kind of a heist, right? X-Men go up in the space, they do a mm-hmm. space mission, it goes mm-hmm. badly. And in this, you know, rather than see the ship that they were in blow up and say, well, that's the end of the X-Men, yeah. no, we got to deal with it. Yeah. Like we see Nightcrawler hurting, clutching his abdomen because mm-hmm. he's got internal bleeding. Yeah. We see Mystique putting a sheet over Husk because Husk is dead. Yeah. We, you know, like we have to watch the carnage. This book won't let us turn away. It won't just say, damn, mission failure. Guess we got to try something else. We have to deal with this. Even Wolverine, I know that he's got regeneration, but even him, you know, he, he looks like he's in serious disrepair. The thing about Wolverine that is that I always think about when I see him in the worst of situations is he feels it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like he doesn't feel his right. whole arm being blown off besides the adamantium skeleton that's holding it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. He feels it. Yeah. And yeah. what, like how, like how you must, what kind of person you have to be. Yeah. To see, you know, just think about the fact that Wolverine has seen everybody he's loved come and go. Yeah. Like lifetimes over lifetimes over lifetimes. Right. That's you know, hard. Emotionally, let alone physically. Absolutely. Every time he pops the claws, he feels it. Right. That's key. I think that's always been a really important part of why he doesn't just kill indiscriminately because he has to deal with the repercussions of it. Right. He feels his own pain. That's, a, that's part. He is an empathy. He, he understands what he's doing because he knows what it feels like, quite literally. So this mission here is have all of the X-Men try to reassemble as best as they can and detach the mother mold, the giant planet-sized sentinel head in yeah. the center of this space station, detach it so it drops into the sun. Right. And on the other side, on the Orcus base, you have Karima and Dr. Gregor. Gregor just watched her husband or her partner kill himself mm. in order to damage the X-Men to stop them. And Karima and, and Dr. Gregor have to, you know, hop into action as quickly as they can to stop the X-Men. Right. And it's nasty. No one like, you know, there's a clear winner here in terms of the X-Men do and like the get, attention get it who, done. Yeah, who gets who well, that's the but thing. But nobody wins in this, man. Like, everybody's everybody's suffering. This yeah. is rough. Yeah. It's I so- was impressed by how, how savage this book was. And not to mention, this is book four. But I think in total, this is book number seven of, the, of all of the books that we've read so far. And uh, out of 12, five anyway, books left. That's right. So this is book number seven out of 12. Yeah. And every moment in which we lose an X-Men in this one, I felt it. Like in my gut, yeah, and which which ultimately concludes with we have Magneto, we have Professor X, we have Storm, we have the Cuckoos um, in um, Krakoa, mm-hmm. who are there, you know, through what's a really interesting method 
the cuckoos are somehow creating one collective like power and storm is using water to generate the face of marvel girl yeah and you know what i mean they're talking through telepathy and all this kind of stuff and ultimately they're making some really tough decisions along the way and it seemed like scott summers you know cyclops to a certain extent was like oh we don't want to we don't want to you know hurt any of any of the uh the people on civilians yeah and Logan's like, look, look, sl- Slim. I like how he calls him Slim. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. we haven't always agreed with each other, but yeah, you know what I mean. We, I, I think Logan understood that he was coming there to die, and Cyclops was like, well, maybe we can all, you know, we can get out of this. But ultimately, what happens is they lose everybody. Yeah, that's up there, the uh, whole squad dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, every last one. In in a series of of just terrifying ways, Mystique gets dropped out into space. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, we have Nightcrawler and uh, Wolverine. They know exactly what they need to do. There's only one way for them to d- decouple the very last collar that is attached to the the Mother Mold's head and drop that thing into the sun. Mm-hmm. Only way to do it is to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Nightcrawler is going to bamf over to it, and uh, take, while he's being with burned you. alive by the power of the sun, Wolverine is going to slash away at it until he dies, and he does. They both they both go, and that moment between Wolverine and Nightcrawler. So I got to ask, you still think there's something waiting for us on the other side, right? And well, explain why that matters. Why that question is being asked there? Well, you know, N- Nightcrawler is he—he he has a, a background of of being a, a, a pious man, you know, yeah. of of being a religious mutant mm-hmm. and like believing in afterlife and believing in piety and and believing in faith. Yeah. And Wolverine is Nightcrawler a Christian? I would. I, I believe. I believe if, he if is. I don't know if I'm right though. If he's not in this comic, he has been. Previously, but yeah. I'm saying, is that a, is he a Christian? Is he Catholic, or is he Christian? I believe that he's Catholic, but I'm I'm thinking of in the. This is probably the wrong thing to think of, but in the movie, you know, he had all that like scarification on his body, and I think that was supposed to be kind of an an atonement situation. And wouldn't that put him in that Nightcrawler is a cath is a Catholic? That's right. And while this is no emphasis, this is not emphasis emphasized as much. In his earlier comic book appearances and later de- depictions, Nightcrawler is more vocal about his faith. Yeah. So he's he's a man of faith. He's a mutant of faith. And uh, Wolverine just needs to ask, look, I've been through a lot of stuff. What's on the other side for me? Yeah. You know? And that's, uh, that's a touching moment. And the, and the way that uh, Kurt responds when he says, when you wake from this earthly slumber, in, when you wake from this earthly slumber, my friend, look for me. I will be there waiting for you radiant and with open arms and then they just send themselves out to die for the cause this this issue was brutal cyclops gets murked marvel girl almost makes it out but then a group of sentinel drones basically tear her out of her escape pod this was a i mean i I think that's even a polite way of putting it to me they tore her to pieces that's what it looks like it doesn't look like oh they just took her out and let her float like no them things are tearing this thing apart. And then we are left with Xavier and his crew, the the eight X-Men that are, you know, on the moon or somewhere deep within Krakoa. And whoever it is, if it's Xavier, whatever's going on under that mask, he is affected by this. Yeah. And 
And then that page, no more. Yeah. The, the, the part that's at the end here that is really powerful, this last part, look at what they've done, what they always do. Look at how this always ends with fire and death and the funerals of our children. Every victory, ash, every triumph, defeat. They've murdered so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for those people, for mutants. No more. It's like that, and you see Xavier, like, kneeled over with tears coming out of his face. Mm -hmm. And you're going, well... Now what? You can understand. I'm just thinking about what what does that mean now? Like, what do you do now? Mm -hmm. Because that seems like a moment that it's almost like an origin, not an origin story, but it's kind of like that's a crime Mm -hmm. alley moment. You know what I mean? That's a radioactive spider. That's a that's gamma rays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a moment there that changes you. Yeah. That ain't regular. I agree. Two things I want to point out here. Again, in this. Look at what they've done, what they always do. Look how, look at how this always ends with fire, with death, the funerals of our children, every victory, ash, every triumph, defeat. They've murdered so many of us, the world has grown used to it. What does that sound like? Oh, absolutely. Black folks. Oh, absolutely. They just, this is just how things are for those people. It says for mutants, but I'm like, for black people. Yeah. This is just how it is. And unfortunately, as a black man, to a certain point, I have to shield my eyes and ears from stuff mm-hmm. because it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like so-and-so, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. And because there's a part of me that's like, they've murdered so many of us, the world's grown used to it. And I don't want to grow used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to go numb to it. And this is kind of what it feels like. Every time we have a victory, there's some sort of defeat. Mm-hmm. Every time we get something, it seems like there's something else. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm not a mutant in the normal, in, in like I, I don't have some sort of enhanced part of me, but there is something that I relate to how, this, this is kind of how I relate this to me. Yeah. And there's one other thing that I want to point out that I don't know if you caught. There is, in the first panel, Mm-hmm. In the first on the first page, yep. second panel. I'm looking at far it. left. Yeah. There are these orbs that look like look like, you know, eggs or plants or something. Or like Krakoan seeds or something. And it looks like either someone is hanging out there or coming out of there or something. We what what is that? Well, so uh Who by, is that? By Xavier's count, there are eight X-Men, right? Communion, my dear. All eight of us acting yeah. as one. Yeah. So if you count all of the figures in there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there are eight people total, and that's just two of them. Yeah. One of them is a cuckoo. One of them is one of the cuckoos. Two of them are. Uh, well, I mean, in the red well, three batch of, of seeds or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the other one, I'm not sure who that is. Well, who does it look like, though? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I don't know. It looks like she got a braid going on uh, yeah. down her hair. And who's that character from House of House of uh, Powers of Ten? Um. Oh wait, are you, are you thinking of Rasputin? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. Like saying. It, it, it. It's something. There's a visual thing there that is never addressed. Yeah, we're we not actually sure who that face. character is. 
it's never spoken about directly. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the, you know, go back to the um, no more page, mm-hmm. that character's still there. Yeah. We still don't see their face. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not actually sure who that is. I'm not sure what's going on there. Right. And then yeah. when we go, going back to the, you know, I feel like I'm, and then flip back in your Bibles with me to uh, this part. Hold your finger there. And I go back to this other part. Um, on that second page, um, the cuckoos will bind with each of you, enabling you to join your minds together and function as a singular organism. Mm. One observation looks like Hank, I mean, you know, Beast is, has their, you know, one cuckoo has that one. Mm-hmm. Analysis, and this is the character whose face we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. And then invocation, that storm. So whoever this analysis person is, who is that? I'm not sure, but I, I'm I'm of the mind that that's a character that I'm just not familiar with, and this is my lack of. But I, no, he's he's not showing her to us on purpose. You think so? I I would hope so. Mm-hmm. As a storyteller, as a as a like a you know as a designer. Well, given that there are so many X Men, it's entirely possible that this is an X Men who's super smart, and I just don't know. But you, but the thing is, like if you if you're looking at like a watching a movie, right? Yeah. When the the director keeps a character shrouded mm-hmm. and everyone else is visible, that's not a mistake. But is she more shrouded than Beast? But is, you you get a we cl- know who Beast throughout is. the whole book. Do you get a clear shot on Beast? Yes. Do you get a clear shot on the Cuckoos? Yes. You get a clear shot on Storm? Yes. Yeah. You get a clear shot on Xavier? Yes. Mm-hmm. Clear shot on Magneto? Yes. Hmm. Everybody else in the book. Mm-hmm. You get a clear shot on who that's this person. That's that person. People's names are being called out. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But this one person is shrouded for an entire episode of a TV show. Let's sure, say. Sure. Sure. And that's a mistake. I don't think that's a mistake. Uh, remains to be uh, uh, discovered. Right? But it's cool though. I yeah. like I like not knowing everything the, and it, having more to be revealed. I'm sure you know someone has an, a theory or a, a concrete idea of exactly who that is, and they're probably yelling at the podcast right now. Right. But this this was a, a great book among many great books so mm-hmm. far. I was uh, particularly impressed. I continue to be impressed by the use of graphic design that is less conventional not just the panels of a comic book, but no more in the middle of a blank page at the very end Mm -hmm. really drives it home. We are not doing this anymore. Yeah. And then the, the way that we have those statistics that look like headlines, right? It looks like another person killed. Here are the stats. Mm -hmm. This is our numbers dwindling. These are Mm -hmm. our people suffering. Yeah. They look like they were cut out of a newspaper and they are huge. They're in your face. Yeah. This book wants you to feel all of those tragedies. Mm-hmm. And I find that a fascinating use of space, a fascinating use of page count. Yeah. You know, it could have been more panels. It could have been like what we get in most comic books. It could have just been writing. But no, no. That that all black, no more. We're not, you know, you know what it's about. You know the the devastation. This is a, like a this is a turning point. Mm-hmm. This is a point where it's like, all right, something's gonna change here. That's right. So next week, we have Powers of 10, number four. And then the week following, on September 18th, we have a very important House of X, number five. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Man, comics are good. This comic is really good. Great. X-Men are back. It feels so good to have the X-Men back. All I want to do is talk about the X-Men with my friends all week long. It is so fun to have this. I want to know why 
comes after this because this whole event is not character driven. You mm. know, it's it's all ideas. It's all yeah. concepts. I like it. So it's uh, it'll be really interesting to see how this turns into more character driven stories afterward. Outside of these, this book right here, what what's the next book you're going to read in your pile? What are you most excited to read next? I think next I'm going to read uh, something is killing the children, namely because uh, the the author James Tynion the fourth is going to be at Brave New Worlds on Friday of right. this week. Heard about that. So I'd like to read this book and then stop by on Friday and, and talk to the man himself. Yeah, something is uh, eating the children. How about you? What are you going to read? That's the that's, that's next one. Something. Same something, thing? Something's killing the churn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did you guys get on Brown Bag Day? What comics did you pick up? We want to know. We want to know. We want to say a couple of different ways that you can talk to us. One, you can send us tweets at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis. Hashtag, I'm not hashtag, at Comic Book Junto. You can also join our Facebook group. That's right. You can join Comic Book Junto's Facebook group. All you have to do is just request to join and say that you agree to the group rules. Mm-hmm. We'll let you in. You guys can let us know what your books of the week are there, what you got in your pull list, and you picked up on Brown Bag Day. Yep. Um, also, you can just chat with us and talk and Crack jokes. You can also submit Ask CBJ questions. We want to bring that segment back, but of course we need questions. That's right. And truth be told, nobody's been asking us questions. That's right. So... Now, I'm not going to just fake a bunch of questions that we would read. Uh, 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 comic book pants. <laughs> 27 <laughs> says, do you guys have comic book pants? He's like, yes, I do. Happen to have comic book pants on right now. Bartman92 um, writes in, uh, what's with Octavius's t-shirt? Why was that so cool looking? Uh, first of all, how did you see us through a podcast? Uh, I watched the... Uh, Question number one. Bartman. Bartman. Oh, all right. You must have watched our YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. You truly are Bartman. There it is. Uh, Detective work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. We're not going to write our own questions for ourselves. So if you have them, launch them our way. We want to answer those. We want to bring that segment. Yeah, back. we want to talk to you, honestly. Uh-huh. That's what it is. We want to hear from you. So we're trying to create ways to engage with you guys that listen to the pod. Can we talk about the horizon really quick? What's what's coming out? What we'll be talking about in the future? Do it. Um, this week, we're going to see It Chapter 2. Yeah, for my birthday. How do you feel about that? Are you excited? I am excited. Yeah? One, I'm excited mm-hmm. because I have AMC Stubbs and I go to the movies all the time. And AMC Stubbs is like AMC the AMC Stubbs specific A-list. movie pass. Yeah. So you can pretty much see three. I am not getting paid for this. I'm just letting you know. Uh-huh. I probably shouldn't be saying it because you should paid. be paid for it. Yeah. But I get to see three movies a week. Mm-hmm. I see three. I see three movies a week. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I am at the point now where I've seen everything in the movie theater yeah. that I want to see and even stuff that I wasn't particularly excited about. Okay. You anything know? of note recently? Like, have you seen anything? Peanut, we- the Peanut Butter Falcon. The boy, the Peanut Butter? The Peanut Butter Falcon uh-huh. is one of the best movies I've seen this year. Really? The Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. All right I'm typing it into my computer. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. Interesting. All right. That's on my list now. That is a movie you ought to watch. Okay. The Peanut Butter Falcon. It's I hard mean, to say. It, it, it sounds it's like, like tripping what is this over movie? It. But it is a movie that I would suggest you see. All right. Um, next movie I suggest you see, Don't Let Go. Don't Let Go. Don't Let Go is good. Okay. I'll check that out. The one that I want to see right now is Ready or Not. I saw that too. Of course, I saw it. How was that? 
Ready or not, what do you want me to say? I've to heard you? it was fun. It was fun. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I, I want to see a fun movie. Yes, it is fun. I watched a horror movie that surprised me recently. It was not that? was not necessarily good, capital G good, but it surprised me because it was sort of inventive. I saw Escape Room. Oh, I saw that. It was like and one I of the first like, movies I saw this year. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Escape Room is okay. Like yeah. I, I it kept it, it kept my attention. Mm-hmm. It managed to be a horror movie, so to speak, without really leaning into the blood and guts and the gore. It wasn't that kind of movie. Right. So I had to Lawrence come up with other there. tricks. Yeah, Lawrence was in there. I think we must have talked about this. I liked it though. I, I was I was into it. Um more so than I expected to be. How many movies did you see in the month of August? In August? Oh man, not that many. I think the the number one movie that came out in August that I can think of off the top of my head was The Farewell. And I loved The Farewell. And then the other movie that I can think of that came out in August that I saw was Hobbs and Shaw. And I hated Hobbs and Shaw. So they sort of balanced each other out. Nine movies. Nine movies? I saw nine movies E-gad. in theaters. Egad. Yes. No kidding. Yep. Wow. Um, and of those, I would say the ones that I would really suggest people go see are The Peanut Butter Falcon mm-hmm. and um, Don't Let Go. My wife took me, drug me to see Overcomer. Do not mm-hmm. waste your time. Overcomer. I haven't even heard of this. Good. All right. Don't waste your time, pal. Sure. Movie's garbage. Overcomer. I'm, I'm, I'm typing it up yeah, right now. But as far as seeing it, yes, I am excited to see it because finally it's a movie that I haven't seen uh-huh. and I get to see it, get to celebrate my birthday with my friends yeah. and go see a scary movie. We can all be weirded out in the mm-hmm. theater together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. Watching the uh, the the first one, the It remake in the theater with you uh-huh. was awesome. That was a great time. And yes. we saw it at the Riverview Theater in in uh, uh, off of Columbus Boulevard in Philadelphia, where everyone talks back to the screen. Accurate. And it was a blast. Yeah, I, I, I had a very good time. So uh, I have high hopes. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Very so much. what else do we have going on? Uh, not too long from now. I mean, it's, it's next month, but not too long from now. Mm-hmm. We're going to be seeing the Joker. Yes. And we're going to have to discuss that because Joker is Absolutely. already being seen by a lot of, uh, critics. So Joker reviews are out there. I don't want to know. You don't want it. You have no curiosity. I, we've done our trailer reaction. You guys to go check that out mm-hmm. on our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go see it. I'm excited. Yeah. But I don't want to know a bunch of reviews. Uh-huh. But what do you have to say? Well, there are interesting conversations popping up. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say for myself. Right. As a bystander, I've I've looked at some of these reviews, I must say, mm-hmm. and they bring up interesting conversations, and they, they, they spawn this discussion about whether or not this movie is appropriate to be released right now. What does that mean? I think the... I think the the point of that question is there are a lot of people who do a lot of violent, terrible things right now, and the Joker seems to be a character that is all about that. And do these folks in reality who feel uh, depraved and do acts of violence against innocent people need a hero and mm-hmm. need, need someone to look at as an icon for their chaos? What? You know how, like... A How lot did he of get there. Are you familiar with the way that people kind of worship the movie Fight Club? Yeah. And are you aware of the way that people love the Joker from Dark Knight? Yeah. 
So I think it's that My sort of vibe where it's like some people, so far. some people really, really, really see themselves in the character. Okay. And, and is it, is now a good time to have the Joker be the person that you see as yourself? What, uh, what if it I inspires, guess that question what if it inspires bad stuff, you know, bad, bad, bad behavior, nastiness. I don't, I, I don't really understand that question. No, that question doesn't make sense to me. How so? Is now a good time? Well, I mean, what do you mean? What? What? We, we, when, it, what when was is, it? In there was just a, a shooting in Odessa. There are okay. mass shootings all the time. Okay, like is is now a really good time to have that kind of character, the Joker, who kills people for fun, a sympathetic character? Who said he's a sympathetic character? I mean, that's that's the. I believe this movie is is positioning him as a sympathetic character. I believe it is. Well, one, if you if we haven't seen the movie, it's hard to really make any calls on Certainly. it. Certainly. Um, but outside of that, I feel like the question has a lot of assumptions on it mm-hmm. and in it. Uh-huh. And at least the way it's being positioned is almost like to say yes yeah. is to say something you don't mean to say. Okay. You know what I mean? Walk me through that. What do you mean? Like, is now a good time to show a movie where a guy is killing people for fun mm-hmm. when people are killing out there killing people? Well, who's going to be like, yeah, perfect time. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, what if they see so-and-so and see themselves in it? Yeah. It's really like putting a lot of responsibility on art. Hmm. You know what if, I'm saying? If you want to call it art. I mean, it is just like a DC cash grab, don't you think? This is why I'm saying the question is the question is confusing to me. Yeah, because it's positioned in a way mm-hmm. that is pointing you conversationally. Sure, talk talk about this this the way I want you to. That is versus uh, that is the phrase begging the question. That's mm-hmm. that's what that would be. So this one is this is begging the question, right? And I almost want to reject the question and reform the whole discussion. Oh, okay. Because it's like, is now a good time? And instead of answering, I go, when would be a better time? My, yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? Sure. Like, when, when is the right time? Sure. Because to ask, is now the right time, assumes that someone knows mm-hmm. when the right time is. I think, you know I, what I mean? I think a lot of this discussion that I've been witnessing is, is framed in a way where it's like, now is not a good time for this movie to come out because we don't need these, these kind of characters on the big screen inspiring damaged people, right? When is a good time? But, but I think a lot of what this is actually is, is I have way too much exhaustion of brutality existing in reality, and I don't need to have it be entertainment also. So take responsibility for yourself and don't watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I mean, uh, the conversation I think is interesting because I believe creators bear some responsibility to think about what their work is. What is it? What, what, what responsibility is that? I'm not disagreeing. I'm just curious as to like what it is. Well, sure. I mean, the, the Joker is a well-loved villain. Okay. People love Batman. Yep. People love the Joker. Yeah. And so there's absolutely going to be folks who go and see a movie like this one, and they're just going mm-hmm. to be a fan. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. I love this, right? right? I love this character. I love his whole vibe, this whole thing. And uh, and that means that you you already have this allegiance baked in, right? You're already there for it. I already like this guy. Okay. So hopefully the movie is good because hopefully it, what good means in this case is it honors my my image of this guy. I love this guy. Okay. And uh, I 
feel as though the people who are upset about this movie existing, one, most of them probably haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But the people who feel upset, maybe they're not upset. They're more exhausted because brutality exists in the world. Mm-hmm. The Joker is a character. I'm, I'm basing this on the look and feel of the trailer so far. The Joker is a character who is beat up and beat down and the world is like against him. And it, and when he hits rock bottom, he turns into an awesome supervillain. And I've, I can sense why some people are just like, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't need that now. I don't want to watch it. It's hard to avoid. Literally hard to avoid. You got to take responsibility for yourself. I don't understand what that means. Is that someone forcing your eyes open like Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. and making you watch it? No, and but making it, you take your AMC stubs pass, not and tapping the button. But and I'm not concerned about movie. myself. A discerning not you. individual. I'm talking about person X mm-hmm. who's making this complaint. Sure. I'm like, are you taking? It sounds like a half-hearted moral stance. It is definitely. So it's like you can't be half-moral. Mm. You can't take the half-moral high ground. What makes it half-hearted? Well, is now the right time? When's the right time? I don't know. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank you for nothing? Sure, like, sure. What, what, are you, what are you offering? What are you bringing to the table? What yeah. is your statement? Yeah. Are you coming to make a declarative statement? Or are you coming to question? Mm-hmm. Because if you're just coming to question, you're just putting work in my lap. Mm-hmm. Here, fix this. Mm-hmm. Who said, I think it's broken? Well, I think it's broken. Okay, so what's your solution? Yeah. I don't have a solution. So why did you just drop this broken thing in my lap? Well, it's critical thinking. I mean, that's, right. well, that go, exercise well, is good Right, well, keep thinking I think and go the, fix it. I think the exercise is good for anyone, whether you are interested in the movie, you made the movie, or you're not interested in the movie. You're but like, run th- the gamut. This is why I'm saying it's like, it's, it's a half moral stance. Mm-hmm. Are you making a declarative statement that this movie is wrong? I wouldn't say that. So what are you saying? I would say... I'm, here, here's my sense because mm-hmm. this movie annoys me, but I'm going to see it. Right, and and when we watch the trailer, you know, I I, I definitely mentioned this in our trailer reaction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have really mixed feelings about this. On one hand, you know this, I don't want it to exist because I don't want an origin story for the Joker, period. Right. And that's my own thing. Right. On the other hand, I really want to watch Joaquin Phoenix do his thing because I think he's a great actor and he's fun to watch mm-hmm. do his craft. Uh, I also think that that like the movie seems to be composed well. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's it's the craft is there, right? Which is great, especially from my stance for a comic book movie. I think that's an awesome thing. I want mm-hmm. comic book movies to be elevated and explored and different. As much as I love the MCU, I would love to see things break that mold. Right? Absolutely. Right. On the other side, I know that there's a certain kind of person who worships movies like Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. Fight Club, mm-hmm. love Heath Ledger's uh, uh, Joker, and I just don't have a lot of patience for that kind of individual. These like, uh, in, do you know what incel is? No. Uh, involuntarily celibate. These people who are like, I, I can't get romance or sex because women won't pay attention to me and that's okay. what's wrong with the world. And okay. so there's a group of people who call themselves incel. They define themselves by the lack of romantic opportunity that they found mm-hmm. as though it's owed to them. Right. And the lack of that is is a defining feature of their life. Mm-hmm. There are these people who just kind of have this this way, this position, this this outlook on the world that yeah. I've been exposed to just by existing on the internet sure. and reading those kinds of articles and listening to those kinds of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And when I see the Joker, 
immediately my reaction is, oh, they're going to love this. Okay. They're going to love it. And so my other reaction following that is, ah, they're going to love this. Damn mm-hmm. it. Damn it. They're going to have a new hero. They're going to like Pepe the Frog, this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not excited about that. Okay. You know what I mean? I think you're in, you're allowed to not be excited about that. So I'm like, that's the conflict. Because I think the statement, I I am not excited about that, mm-hmm. I understand. Sure. That is the declarative statement. My conclusion is, yeah. I am not happy about this. Yeah. But the question of, is th- is now the right time for that? Sure. It's like, go on. W- what else do you have? Sure. Oh, I just I just wanted to ask that question. Well, do you have an answer? No. So is there an answer? Well, when when would you think the right time is? I don't know. What was that? Well, what's movie? wrong with this? I I I'm not. I, I don't. Well, look, make it like. What are you saying? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because if you're just showing up to poke holes and stuff, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, at least for me, I'm like, well, that sounds like a personal problem. Sure. That sounds like something that you need to go sort out. Yeah. You need to go figure out. Yeah. At least in this particular conversation, because if the if your conclusion is, and I think it should not be coming come be coming out because of that reason, now I can react to that yeah. and go, oh, that's your statement. Well, sure. I don't agree with that, mm-hmm. you know. Or I think that this movie should be censored. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's your statement. But if you're just kind of like floating out, just like let me just let me just push that out into the current. Mm-hmm. And just let it float there and you deal with it. Sure. I'm just like, I just reject it because it's not a question that, like, you, you've you taken this thing, you've formulated it in a way where you're kind of, like, inferring mm-hmm. an opinion to it in the way the question's being asked, but you're not saying what your stance is. Sure. So it's kind of like, it feels like I want to say something, but I don't want to say it. I want you to say it. Sure. I want... So I'm going to position the question in a way that leads you to say what I want you to say, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say it. Right. And it's like, I reject it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not even going to engage with it. What sure. I'm going to say is, hey, I can't wait to see the movie. That's my statement. That's what I have to say. Uh-huh. If you've got something to say, say it. And, if, and that's why my response is, I don't think that this should, should exist. Well, I don't think you should watch it. Sure. But I'm not ready to like... I don't see something to the point where I'm like, this movie shouldn't exist. Sure. Well, because someone might. And it's like, yeah, someone might. And then someone might be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what kind of story it is. No idea. And we don't know what the, what the craft of the movie is going to be like, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of things that could come from it. Yeah. I I think I, I, my, my sense of this, this discussion, and this is, again, this is, this is partly because the movie has been seen by a lot of people, uh, a lot of critics, a lot of movie review, movie reviewers that you and I both follow Mm -hmm. and check in with. Yeah. Their reviews are out for the Joker. Mm -hmm. Joker's not out yet. It comes out in like a month. Right. You know? So that's. Avoiding them like uh, Neo in the Matrix. And, and this is, this is a deliberate choice on the case of, uh, on, on the side of DC. DC wants that chatter. Yeah. DC absolutely wants people talking about this. And here we are talking about this. And if you weren't, uh, if you were on the fence about seeing the movie, well, the discussion is going to get to a fever pitch, right? By the end of September, it's like, all right, I'll see the movie. Yeah. Everybody's been talking about it, right? You know, and so that that's definitely a decision to make. And I hope the movie is really good. And I I sense that this discussion, this frustration, whatever it is, where people are taking this half moral 
stance is uh, is is probably exhaustion from how bad the world is when you look around, when you check in, when you read the news, when you find out that there was a shooting overnight in a city that you're aware of, or maybe you live there or you didn't even know it existed, but now the only reason you know it exists is because somebody went into a Walmart with a gun and killed a lot of innocent people. And so I think, I think this sense it, is like seeing- It's hard to blame that on, on the Joker. Though. Agreed, agreed. It's hard to do that. But there's- it, it is absolutely clear that movie studios are aware. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the movie The Hunt that right. Universal Pictures pulled. And The Hunt right. was going to be this updated satirical look on the most dangerous game where it's people hunting people, right? right? It's Craven. And, uh, and they, they, that's not getting released, not anytime soon, mm-hmm. because of the weight of current events and i think that that's on the on the creators of the product Mm -hmm. if they're going to make that personal call then i think that makes sense Mm -hmm. but if if you're going to make the statement that it shouldn't come out then you're going to have to be ready to receive the critique on your statement not i'm not saying you but i'm saying i don't think this movie should come out because little kids could see it Mm -hmm. well i'm going to go who's whose responsibility are those little kids Mm -hmm. is it joaquin phoenix responsibility to raise your kids you know what i mean sure is that the ju- is that is the design is the intent of this piece of art and this p pe- in this is in the design of this thing to morally rate is it even fair to put that responsibility on this movie people are going to have different opinions on that mm-hmm. you know and i do think and I've been wrestling with this a lot because there's times where it makes sense. There's times where it doesn't make sense. Well, oh, well, that situation is different. I mean, you have a child, so you're thinking about yeah. these sorts of things. But I do think that there's an aspect to where I'm recognizing that entitlement is a real thing that I'm seeing a lot. And I see mm-hmm. it on the internet a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone should make things easier for me. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Sure. Well, I'm uncomfortable with that. Okay, you're take responsibility for that. Well, I don't think I feel well. Okay, well let's let's get you to some resource, but you got to deal with you. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody else's responsibility to make things easier and smoother and nicer. It's not the it's not a realistic expectation that others will make themselves smaller so that you may be bigger. I have a theory. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I, it's it like, but again, it's kind of like, what about this situation? Ah, oh, well, mm, I see that. Well, that, that, the idea kind of breaks down there. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm not quite at the point where I can stretch it till it doesn't break. Sure. You know, but the general vibe I get is like, especially as I, as I grow and I experience and I live more and more and more, Superman is not coming through the clouds to come save me yeah you know what i'm saying like sure. and the more i sit there and look up in the sky where's the bird where's the plane who's coming to save me it's like mm-hmm. nobody is coming to save you mm-hmm. you have to take responsibility for what you do and don't do and you got to take responsibility for what you don't do yeah. sometimes you got to deal with stuff that's not your fault it's legitimately not your fault but guess what Who's got to deal with it? Hmm. You've got to deal with it. And if you're sitting around waiting for Warner Brothers to consider you Mm -hmm. and make things easier for you, Mm -hmm. you've been waiting a long time. Because I don't know that that's their job. I'll play devil's advocate, you know, with the opposite of of sitting around waiting for someone to do something for you. Mm -hmm. The opposite of that is vocalizing, you know, is doing like what is in your ability, 
Well, I, my ability is to let people know how I feel. I can express myself sure. with reasonable expectation of sure. a result, right? So I think the opposite of that is inaction. And, and my, my theory on how things are right now and you know that, that sense that you have where there's a sense of entitlement and I need people to make things less difficult for me and that sort of thing, this like, I'm using air quotes here, hard, bold, heavy air quotes, PC culture, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of this is coming from people who were previously feeling like they had no power, no authority, no platform. Mm -hmm. And the, inter the internet in no small form has granted a platform, a voice, a voting power, buying yeah. power, you know? And that's been it, helpful in a lot of ways. That's right. It, and that's why it's like, well, it kind of breaks down here yeah, because this is necessary and these voices need to be heard. Mm -hmm. So it really does come down to what is Octavius's opinion on this nuanced issue right here. Yeah. There is no across the board. Everybody's got to, you know, look, man, if eating meat offends your brother, don't eat meat. Sure. Or you can get up from the table because I'm hungry. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? And like, the, the, you know, the, the, the two things that we come back to all the time, the two things that are most important and are missing from virtually every conversation like this is nuance and context, mm -hmm. right? Those things are key. You have to right. find them in a scenario. You need to find them in yourself. You need to find them in other people's perspectives mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And and I completely understand that. So my my perspective here is... I am a young, middle-class, white, straight, cisgendered man. Mm -hmm. And when I see that people have taken umbrage with the Joker movie, I start looking at, you know, you have detective brain when you're mm -hmm. watching movie trailers. Yeah. I have privileged brain. And I start looking at all of the privileges that I've compiled here that have allowed people to become upset with the situation. And I start understanding, ah, I see, I see. A lot of people are looking at this movie and saying, oh, this is a movie about a poor white person who decides to take it upon himself and become violent and hurt innocent people. Yeah, I don't want to see that movie. Because we haven't that, seen the movie yet. Right. But but so when I'm looking at the, the distress that people seem to be experiencing, mm -hmm. whether they've seen the movie or not, I'm corresponding all of these elements and saying, I get it. I understand. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sounding it out mm -hmm. right now. And I'm going, what is the thing I'm actually responding to that's kind of making me like scrunch my face up? And I think about what I think what I, what I keep coming to is and like, okay, I hear you. And what? Like, so are you just yelling at the clouds? Mm -hmm. What's next? Now what? So my act, my, my action is this. What are you going to do? Because I don't like that. All right. Heard you. Now what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing about specifically about when we're talking about the Joker. I'm like, uh, well, this is going to maybe like encourage people to do some wild stuff. All right. So Keep going. Now what? Like, okay, so, and your stance is, we should do what? Mm -hmm. We should boycott the movie. All right, now I have something to respond to, mm -hmm. you know, or, like, I guess that's, and I don't understand it fully. I don't have it fully formed. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm sounding it out. But I think that's the piece that's making it hard for me to process this, this particular thing. Yeah. 
this might make this happen. Yeah. And I'm nervous about what might could possibly, maybe might could might could possibly maybe happen. Sure. And I want you to carry that anxiety. Sure. Here, here's all my anxiety that's within me. Here you go. Mm-hmm. What should we do about that? I don't know, but sharing the anxiety with me. Hell no. Sure. I don't have that anxiety. Don't put that on me. Get yeah. away from me with that. Yeah. Don't come drop your anxiety on my lap. We also and know. make it a response. Now I got to sort through your anxiety. We also know this is true. You know, the way that we are exposed, you and I and any other person are exposed mm-hmm. to these kinds of opinions, to dissent toward popular things or people who are upset about status quo in any way, whether it's right, wrong, indifferent, whatever. Mm-hmm. The way that we're exposed to it in social media, it it appears to be more sincere and significant or as sincere or sign- as significant as any other thing that we saw that day. Because a tweet is a tweet is a tweet and they all have the same power, right? And when they get retweeted, they gain power. And so even if it's just one person's opinion that just happened to hit at the right time and get shared by the right people, mm-hmm. suddenly this like random schmo who said, I don't want to see this and you shouldn't see it either. Well, they were just saying it to nobody but themselves and their group, but yeah. somehow it reached me. And now that tweet looks like the most important thing I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there is a movement against this movie. But that's what's so interesting about the internet. I was just talking to a friend about this. It amplifies it, it amplifies things for better or for worse. The internet is not the real world. Mm. It's a prism. It, yeah, it's a it's, it's a funhouse well, when mirror. I say, when, yeah, when I say it's not the real world, what I mean is it is not. Like you said, it's a funhouse mirror, but it's not the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, depending upon who you follow and who's in your timeline and who's in your bubble. The internet could tell you anything. Sure. You know what I mean? They could tell you anything. Like, you know, you listen to some people who are talking about Fox News and and you're just like, do you guys really believe this? Mm -hmm. Or are you acting or are you just along for the ride? Mm -hmm. Because you can't be looking at like data and say these things because they're just objectively not true. Sure. So, you know, and there are people out there who... so. I was just saying how but we've got to live in a point where we're taking the time to process things for ourselves sure, and come to the conclusion within me, at least this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I got to sit here and go, well, how do I feel about this? Yeah. What is the conclusion that I come to this? I've heard you internet. I've heard you Twitter. I've heard you, you know, thought leader. I've heard you influence. I've heard you podcast. I've heard you da da. And with all that information and my own personal research, there's a lot of times where I come to conclusions within me and I don't even go around sharing them. Sure. Because it's just like, not because I, I'm afraid. I just I just don't feel the need. No need. You know? Because at the end of the day, how do I feel about this? Mm-hmm. Because it's now been presented to me. Got it. Sure. And I like to be able to do that exercise of processing. And then just going, to be honest with you, I don't know what's going on with Jay-Z. Mm. I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. And I... All I know is the sound bites sound bad. And that's part of the reason why I don't know what I think yet. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, well, let's see what happens. Like, I have to go through the process in my mind for myself. Mm -hmm. I can't go, what did the internet say Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to think? Sure. what's 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 the stance I have to have less the people who I like won't like me? Mm hmm you know? Sure. Like, that's something I factor in. Don't get me wrong. I, You know, we all want to be liked. Yeah. We all don't want to be on the others, the wrong side of the internet. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, I just really believe like one, this is why I don't tell all my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And number two, I got to figure this out on my own. Sure. Not on my own, but you know what I mean? For myself is what I mean. To understood. Say. Understood. And, and, and I would say, you know, sometimes, sometimes thoughts are half baked. It's not all the way there. It needs a little time for you to just ruminate, swirl it around a little bit. What's interesting to me is when conversations like this one about the Joker and people being upset about the Joker, just the existing, forget a discussion, actually, forget a discussion about a central theme, just the awareness of, of someone being upset by something that I otherwise thought was cool, Mm -hmm. right? Usually what that means for me lately is I get tipped off to a conversation or a topic that I was not aware of before. Right. And so now I'm, I'm kind of like sliding down a hill and I'm like, oh, well, I hadn't, hadn't even thought about that. Now yeah. I'm in a whole nother place Yeah, where I'm thinking about like the, the more responsibility of people who make films. I, I don't know. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I just see Batman. I came across this, something similar today about the whole Lil Nas X, con, like how they're, they're gaslighting Lil Nas X on the shop. Mm. And I'm going, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I, I internally am going like, wait, well, what happened? But what I see on my timeline is the reaction. They are the take. gaslighting Lil Nas X. These are the facts. Yeah. And I'm going, I am tempted to be like, what? Yeah. What did they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. But then there's a part of me that goes, Octavius, you do not know what you are talking about. Mm-hmm. You have no clue what has happened. You have not read anything. You have not watched anything. You have HBO. You can watch the actual episode yeah. and come up with your own conclusion. You haven't done that. Shut your mouth. Sure. Don't like, don't retweet, don't comment. Mm-hmm. If you care enough about this, do a little research and come to a conclusion. Talk to some people about it. And that's what I want to do. You know, but I, but I'm with you. I feel that, that, I see it on Instagram. I see it on Twitter. Well, I respect this person a lot. Mm-hmm. They're usually on point. Yeah. Well, if they're saying it, it must be right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, so, uh, I feel those things, and I got to like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me do a little research here. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I wish there was... You know, sometimes you try to visit a website, and it gives you a CAPTCHA, like, prove that you're not a robot. Yeah. And select all of the tiles that have a traffic light. Right. right? I wish every time you pick up the proverbial pitchfork... You had to go through one of those. I mean, like, prove that you understand the situation. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Who, wh- who, what, where, why, how? I don't know. Put the pitchfork down. Yeah. It's so interesting, like, because, I mean... You can't wield it right the, now. The area that I've seen this really strong recently is the whole Jay-Z, Indeed. Colin Kaepernick, NFL... You know, yeah, and these Jay-Z are a lot being of part of the NFL and doing a halftime show. These are not even that, and Rock Nation. Like Rock that's what Nation I'm saying. Like even it. what you just said is not what I understand it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Kaepernick, someone I respect. I usually find myself on the same side of issues as him. Mm-hmm. Jay Z, someone I respect. I usually find myself on the same side of issues as him. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, <laughs> what's going on? Charlemagne, I respect. It, Maul from the Joe Button podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there are these, there are these like figures that you almost look to and go, what does Kaepernick have? Because, you know, there's what did Cap say? Yeah. What did Jay-Z say? Mm-hmm. Did Beyonce say anything? Mm-hmm. Well, what did so-and-so, you know what I mean? Like you're looking for these people who can like kind of like- to guide what, you through this. Like help me understand what I should, this is what I have, I am finding myself going, well, does Charlemagne disagree or does he agree? Well, he was there. What did he say? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And at a certain point, I got to go, Octavius, read the doggone article and watch the video. Yeah. If you care, if you care enough, mm-hmm. do a little research. If you don't care enough to do the research, you don't have to. You know what I mean? You do not have to weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel that tug just like everybody else to be like, what is the right thing to do? What sure. am I? Where am I supposed to be on this issue? Sure. So similarly with the Joker, I feel that. I feel like, man, if you're offended... Yeah, you shouldn't be offended, but then there's another part. It's like, is it, is it, is it anybody's responsibility to make sure you're not offended? Is that even realistic? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle stand up is another example. Sure, that's something that's dividing people. Oh, like, certainly. oh, it's really funny, and comedy is supposed to be offensive. Yes, yeah, certainly. You know, oh, yeah, but that th- that conversation has totally been reignited thanks to that special on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So again, these are all. All I'm saying is nuance. Nuance, nuance. It's look. It's tumultuous times. I mean, like even things that you want to just use as escapism, just as ent- entertainment. I just want to laugh. Is the you know kind I mean? of stuff. Oh yeah, sure. But like you know, you saying that and me saying that can be really different things. Because me saying that, oh, look, I just want to laugh. I don't want to think about how right trans people are being oppressed. Right. I just don't want to think about it. I just want to laugh. Right. And someone could easily say, I bet you do just want to laugh. Yeah. You yeah. always have. Yeah. And and that's true. That's very And that's real. why it's like all right, I have to do some processing here. Yeah. You know what I mean? My I don't know if you watched uh the the TV show The Good Place, but it, yes. it is a great I'm not comedy. I'm not up to date. And not up to date, but I'm I'm watching it. There's an there's an excellent bit in I can't even remember when it was, but they talk about uh, they're talking to the deities and the people in the afterlife and the people who judge right from wrong. And they basically break it down and say like, no one's gone into heaven since. Actually, wait, wait, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Well, I mean like the, let me give you the theme and not, not the okay. conclusion. The, the, the theme was the world's too hard. Y'all, y'all made it too hard. It's literally too hard. Mm. Everything you want to participate in is tethered to something else. That's really tough. You made it too hard to get in. And and that that's how it feels. It that very much resonated with me while I was watching that show, where people were making a new form of art, mm-hmm. and they were saying it is too hard. You want to mm. oh, you want to just like go out have a drink. You better think about where that alcohol was made. Wow. You better think about like who had their hands on that and who wasn't paid. You know what? You better the- think about dancing to that song right now because you remember when that person was being looked at for harassment and those charges just got dropped mysteriously and you didn't even look into it. But yeah, go ahead, dance, have a good time. And it's, yeah. it's these are very much the conversations. And we say it being woke is hard. Sometimes being woke is like impossible because it'll sometimes you get so woke you never go back and you are just wired and you are damaged and finding these balances is tough you know what i this ultimately comes back to something that we've talked about on the show before Mm -hmm. we're all bad guys and i think especially in comics and superheroes and villains we all want to be the good guy and we all want to point our finger at the bad guy mm-hmm. and go, that, that's the bad guy. Just like not me, Tony Montana. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You need people like me to point your fingers and say, that's the bad guy to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, to make you feel like in contrast, I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a real, I think what's going on right now in a form of cancel culture mm-hmm. is going on right now or call-out culture, is what's happening is we're seeing in real time 
what I've been saying. Mm -hmm. We are all bad guys. But because the air quote best of us, we're finding out, you mean you've got skeletons in your closet? Yes. What do you know? Nobody's perfect. Nobody is without sin. Nobody is without blemish. Mm -hmm. No, not one. Not one person that you can find is not going to have a wild tweet. Like you and I have both said, thankfully, they don't have the chat rooms we were in. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I am. Growing up in this world and not even having an example to look at where someone was dealing with the repercussions of their wild behavior. Right. It was wild, wild west. Yeah. You're just trying to like develop as a human being in public. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So I think there definitely is nuance and grace and mercy are things that we definitely need to function with. Yeah. And it's, I think we really, really need it. We really need to not be, not let people off the hook. That's not what I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just let people do whatever they want with no consequences. Sure. Like there is like there's, you know, I don't know. I think you understand what I'm saying. I do. I do. Like there are consequences to everything you do, but that doesn't mean that because you have like forgiveness doesn't mean there's no consequences is ultimately what I'm saying. Certainly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's a real part where I think we got to look at ourselves and go, all right, I'm a mess. So it shouldn't really surprise me that somebody else is. Mm Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and not function like I could never. I certainly could. Yeah. I so, on the and that's the whole and circling back around to the Joker, that's the thing that I've always found interesting about the idea, the idea of his origin story mm. of anybody on the right day. Like there's a saying, you got <laughs> you got the right one at the right at the right time on the wrong day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. saying like you got the right one today because mm-hmm. today I'm my mom calls it. I'm about to jump out of my tree. That's what she used to say. Don't make me jump out of my tree. Mm. That's a warning. Like, listen, I'm, I, going, I'm going to become uncouth. I, this will be the day that you drive me from civility. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to become a different person. Uh-huh. And I don't think we like to engage in the fact that we can all jump out of our tree. Yeah, sure. But the Joker, the, the idea of it is you get the right one on the wrong day. You could be the Joker too, but we don't want to see that. Mm. Not me. Not possible. I would never. Man, let me tell you, having a kid will show you who you really are. Mm. Who, how are you to people who can't give you anything Mm -hmm. and can't do anything about what you do? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a lot. It's a conversation that we're going to have to revisit when the movie is out. It's more than just the next the next DC movie. It will have this weight to revisit. Mm-hmm. Was was the panic real? Was was there, you know, is it legit? Is there something there to discuss? Right. And I'm I'm looking forward to that. And this is why we initially started Comic Book Junto it for is. conversations just like this. It is to be able to philosophize about. The Joker mm-hmm. and whether or not it's the right time to show this guy. And what I'm hoping in the story is they don't they don't just make I mean, and I never saw the Joker this way. Mm-hmm. I never saw the Joker as just this wild, crazed, out of control person. There is some sort of like intentionality. There's a design to it mm-hmm. that even 
it's almost like he's the only one that's ahead of Batman. Yeah. He's the only one who goes, you don't get it, do you? Yeah. You really think that you're a good guy. You really think that I'm the bad guy and you're the good guy. You think you're sane and you think I'm crazy. Yeah. Like I said on this show before, that's what's funny about this to Joker. You don't see that you and I are the same person, mm. except you walk around in a co- you're in a costume, I'm in a costume. You had a crime alley moment, I had a crime alley moment. Yeah. I decided to act this way about what I saw in the world. You decided to act this way about what you saw in the world. We just have different tactics about it. Yeah. But it's a lot easier to go Joker bad, mm-hmm. Batman good. Is now the right time for Batman to be throwing people off the side of buildings and breaking arms and threatening people? See, that's a whole nother conversation because a really interesting movie would be if Batman White Knight was out in theaters right now. Yeah. Because then we're having a completely different conversation about what it is to have the authority to just drop somebody to their uh, uh, near death. Dangle them off just the side so you of can building. get answers out of them. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's. We love comics. Thing. This is this this is what we do with comics, as you can see. Yeah, and we've taken up enough time because Adam's got to go. And it's I true. Go. It's true. So, episode one sixteen. One one six. What you guys get for Brown Bag Day? What do you guys think about the Joker? Do you think now is the air quote right time to have this movie in theaters? What's your thought on that question? Or do you reject the question and you have a new question? Speaking of questions, hashtag ask CBJ if you want to ask us any questions. Mm-hmm. We would happily, happily answer them. That's right. Do you want to know what we think about a comic? Do you want to know what we think about your budget? Do you think designer reminds you of Bugs Bunny? Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Don't because don't even start with me. Because that's another one on my mind. Because you never know. It might at any given moment, designer could come back. Is he ready? He's, oh, he's not ready. It's not ready. He's he's not prepared. Sorry. It's Caught a, him off guard. Yeah. That's right. But um, yeah, episode 116, that's all we got. Mm-hmm. Are there any comics that we should be reading that we're not picking up? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd love to hear that. I always like recommendations. Yeah. Facebook group, join it. Come chat with us. We out of here. Audi 5000. We love you 3000. Mm. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.